Hello, everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2 at the Diabetes Podcast, where you get to learn a little bit more about what makes a diabetes person or a diabetic person tick. That could be mood swings, that could be constant rushes to the restroom, it could be insulin injections if they've gotten that far, or it could just be all in all having to change their diet. Here at Type 2 Take 2, you get to experience all of that and then some. This is the podcast where we get to talk about what we go through as diabetics, I being one of them. Hi, I'm Danielle. (laughs) Sorry not to introduce myself. And uh, what we went through and what we go through on the daily when we are and have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. That can range from the way we feel to the way we react to certain things. Stay tuned as you get to listen to our podcast and... If you have any questions, if you have any ideas, if you have any comments, you can always reach out to us at type2diabetes-take2 at gmail.com. Send us your your story. Let us know what happened to you and how you became diabetic. Or even better, tell us how you've been dealing with diabetes. You will notice that on this podcast, we we do not walk away from embarrassing moments. If we've had an embarrassing moment and we want to talk about it, we do that. So don't be afraid to join in the club. Type 2 diabetes take 2 at gmail.com. Let us know. All right, on with the show. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your number one channel for diabetes information. You are speaking to the one, the only, Danielle Vallette, and I am here to tell you that you do not have to be diabetic forever. Yes, you heard me right. You do not have to be diabetic forever. Guess why? Because you were not born that way unless you had type 1, and in that case, I can't, I can't speak on that. But for type 2, you have the option to eat a different way to remove this disease from your body. I'm not a doctor. Just going to go ahead and say that right now. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. But what I do know is that nine years into my diabetic journey, folks, I am now diabetes-free. You want to hear more? Good. Hang on tight. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2. Looking for some low-carb inspiration? Trying to figure out how you can make your diet work for you? Well, check us out at theluckystove.com, where you can find plenty of recipes that may tickle your fancy and your taste buds. Also, be sure to email us at type2diabetes-take2 at gmail.com. The link will be down below. So that way you can let us know your story. Let us know if you are interested in being interviewed or if you just want to give a little uh, description of what has happened in your diabetic and or hormonally changed because of food life. We are here for you and so are the listeners. We'd love to hear from you. So please type 2diabetes take 2 at gmail.com. And again, the website for low carb recipe inspiration is theluckystove.com. Also, feel free to uh, wave or share 
this podcast and or tag us on Instagram at type two, take two. Let us know you're listening. All right. On to the show. So you may be wondering, what is she talking about? You don't have to be diabetic forever. Obviously, the silent killer kills all hopes and dreams, right? Mm, not really, folks. Because when I was diagnosed as a diabetic, the first thing I did was, well, complain that the doctors didn't see me for what I was really there for. <laughs> and then afterwards, I cried. Okay, fine. I mean, who wants to be stuck with a disease that you don't know is curable, right? Right. And then thirdly, I got mad. I got mad because I was angry with myself for letting myself get in that situation. How can I let myself get in a situation where I am diseased, riddled with disease based off of my food choices? Hmm. I wasn't really told that. I was told that it was diet, lifestyle, and the lack of exercise. So did that really mean that it was my food or was I just lazy? I was already fat. So, I mean, that didn't really bother me too much because the doctors always told me I was fat. So it's not like I'm just saying I was fat and I have no good body image. No, the doctors told me I was fat. They said, you need to lose weight. Exercise, lose weight, and eat right. Well, eat right was based off of the American standard. um, Yeah, the American standards of eating right, which was brown rice, quinoa, uh, yeah, brown bread, all the brown things. They said, leave the white things alone. (laughs) And then what I do, I married a white guy. But besides that, I'm just saying. But they did. They said, leave all the white things alone. They're not good for you. They're full of sugar. And so I did for about a month or two. And I lost a lot of weight when I was on the medication that they gave me. Yes. When I followed the medication, when I stopped eating all the white things, then I lost weight. And then I got tired. I got tired of not being able to eat the white things. I mean, let's let's be real. What is it what's included in the white things? Rice. I lived in California. Okay? I mean, I could have said that it's not white because I ate it all, all I made it mostly as Spanish rice. So, it could have not been white or I ate it next to frijoles. This that was also not exactly white. Or I had an extra chile verde, or chile rojo, or chile colorado. So technically it wasn't white, was it? (laughs) Well, okay, fine. It was originally white. So they said I had to leave that alone. White bread. I mean, have you ever been at Walmart right when they finish pulling the bread out of the oven? And they put it in the sacks and they set it there. It's like a sample waiting to happen. (laughs) A sample. A sample of what? A sample of bread? Yeah. A big loaf of (laughs) French bread. And so 
I had to leave that alone too. I mean, if I really left it alone, I wouldn't come to the to come to the casa. Oh my goodness, what is that? Sometimes I I think I've lived here so long, the words don't even stick in my stick in my brain. The English words, what is it? Register. I uh, I I would come to the register with an empty bag, just saying, just scan it. I already ate it. You know, I mean, and it's Walmart, so. Anybody who's worked at Walmart know that the customers at Walmart are not always the most couth. <laughs> They're usually uncouth, and I was one of them because I ate one to two loaves before I even got, or maybe one and a half loaves before I got to the register. And then I said, go ahead and scan it. Yep. But I was also the same person who would go around in circles about two to three times uh, to get the free sample. So. Yep. So they said, leave all the white things alone. That was potatoes. That means mashed potatoes were off the table. Potato latkes were off the table. Hash browns were off the table. I mean, if I didn't, if it's hash browns, right? So technically it's brown. Oh, corned beef and hash off the table. All those things were off the table. They said, leave all the white things alone. Milk, but I didn't really care about milk anyway, unless it was covering a big bowl of sugary cereal. So, yeah, leave all the white things alone. How'd that work for me? Well, after about two or three months of following along and and, and going through the drive-through and asking for bunless uh, burgers and all of these things, I finally said, "I'm tired of this. <laughs> I want a real burger with real fries and a real forty-two ounce drink." <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's a shame, folks. I'm laughing because it's a shame. I'm ashamed of what my choices were. But I moved on from them. I'm not there anymore. I'm ashamed, but I'm also glad. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm not where I used to be. I'm not doing with those things anymore. I mean, it could have something to do with the fact that the closest fast food restaurant is by bike. And I don't want to exercise to get to fast food. <laughs> is that lazy? Maybe. But it keeps me away from the fast food places. But I have to be honest that the last time I went to a fast food place, I went and I ordered, and that was, it was recently, I think it was within the last two or three months, I went and we ordered um, some fast food. And I ordered a grilled chicken from Burger King because, you know, the grilled chicken's they go through the, the conveyor belt. All of the meat goes through the conveyor belt, okay? And so it's uh, it's flame grilled. It's frame broiled is what I'm trying to say. But it's that's not the way it is here. So I didn't know that. And I ordered because I didn't want to get something from KFC because that was battered. So that's flour or whatever else they're battering with. I think they say cornflakes. They use cornflakes over here. And um, yeah. I tried to get the grilled chicken. They didn't have grilled chicken there. You know how you're supposed to have the grilled chicken option? Well, they didn't have it. So I said, I don't want to be messy, but I'm going to go to, I want to go to Burger King. So we, we did that. We went to Burger King. Burger King was supposed to have grilled meats and they had grilled burgers, but I wanted chicken. My family was having chicken. I wanted chicken too. Did I have a chicken? Did I have a chicken? No. Why? Because their understanding of a grilled chicken you know, like the grilled chicken salads that you can get oh, with blue cheese and Caesar dressing. Ugh. Okay, stop. But anyway, the grilled chicken that you can get from Burger King 
was covered for some reason in batter and fried, and they accepted that as grilled. <laughs> but that's not what it is, guys. That's not what it is. Am I ranting a little? Maybe. Am I explaining a situation? Absolutely. So let all the white things go. Two, three months in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I lost so much weight letting the the white things go. People asked me when I was at work. I was working in a company with a, I was a I was a customer service representative for schools, and I you know I would take phone calls, you know, redirect all the good stuff. But the, my coworkers would ask, "Hey, what are you doing? I want some of that." I'm like, "Oh, well, if you want some diabetes, I got plenty of it for you." <laughs> and of course, they did not want that. But they were like, well, are you taking medication? Absolutely, I'm taking medication. It makes me sick all the time. I have diarrhea all the time because of it. So, woohoo. Of course, if you take the right medication, if you're taking the right medication and you're not overdoing the sugar, because that's what's happening. That's what I learned is that the metformin, it interacts with the sugar negatively. So if you consume lots of sugar, which I wasn't necessarily told to not do that, <laughs> I mean, I took my own route, then you are going to be affected. So just so you know, if you consume sugar with metformin, you will have diarrhea. We'll be back after these messages. So we are back, and thank you very much for uh, hanging tight with me as I go over this week. This uh, recount of all of the things that made me decide that mm, I can get rid of my diabetes. When I decided to get rid of my diabetes, I wasn't really ready to get rid of my diabetes. I was just sick and tired of being labeled diabetic. I don't know if you all have been there. The mindset of, I don't want to be a diabetic anymore, but I'm not willing to make the changes that it, that's necessary to not be diabetic anymore. It's one thing to be mad and upset and cry and howl and complain about, you know, taking insulin and having to buy all these extra medications and not being able to eat what other people are eating or having to use the restroom all the time because your 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 blood sugar is not in control or Yep, you guessed it. Being so mood swingy that you upset the people you love. One minute you're fine, one minute you and the other you're like just an animal, a wild animal who's been has been cornered. You know, that's something that I dealt with. That's something that I exposed everyone else to. And my poor daughter, she had to pay the price for my not being under control. Have you been there? Is that something that rings true for you? Because I'm I'm pretty sure if you don't have your blood sugar under control, that your mood swings that you are experiencing, everyone is experiencing right along with you. Yes. And sometimes they don't like you. And that's a fact. But it's okay because you can change that. I'm pretty sure if you're really honest with yourself, you don't like yourself because of how you're feeling, how you're reacting to things. Why are you reacting this way? You're probably asking yourself, why am I making this such a big deal? You probably ask yourself, what is the problem? The problem is, is that your blood sugar is so out of control that it's going up and down and up and down and up and down. It's making your hormones swing from left to right up. You know, it's ridiculous. 
I've seen the sweetest man turn into a lion. And I'm not talking about that cool lion that, you know, protects the pride. No, I'm talking about the lion that's just ferocious and, and just, you know, just out of hand, that one. Or should I say a hyena, the one that goes and attacks the attacks things after already wounded and, and steals from, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing. I've seen it. And it was very scary, really, to see such a switch because you would think that they had a, maybe a, 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 an imbalance. But no, the imbalance came from the diabetes, the blood sugar going up and down and up and down. But how do you control that? How do you get past that? What's, what's the deal? I, why am I saying all of these things and acting like everything's fine? I can tell you that everything is fine for me now. It wasn't before. I would say that in 2019, 2018, I could even say that my body was so wrecked with diabetes, so racked with un uncontrolled diabetes, that my body was dumping all that it could to keep me alive. And it sounds ridiculous that I say it now, maybe to you, or maybe you're experiencing that yourself. You're all of a sudden losing weight and you don't know why. It's extreme weight. And it's and it's so all of a sudden, you know, but you haven't changed anything. You haven't started exercising. You didn't change your diet. None of those things. That's a warning sign. That's a warning sign, folks. That is a warning sign. If you are losing weight in extreme in an extreme amount of weight for no apparent reason, that is a warning sign. Your blood sugar is way out of control. Your diabetes is way out of control. So what do you do? Is it hopeless? Absolutely not. It's not hopeless. Let me tell you why. Because one day I decided that I, because I love to watch, you know, food channels and the best food channel that you can watch is one that is hardly interrupted with commercials. So where did I go? I went to YouTube and I got to pick who I wanted to see. One day after watching someone for a very long time, his name is Wes Shoemaker. He's the, he is the host of Highfalutin Low Carb. I saw how he was managing his health. A, a big man, six, I think he said he's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I'm not quite sure. I may be selling him short. But this big man was experiencing and experimenting with all of these low-carb foods, trying to find a way for him to be uh, account, held accountable so that way he can lose his weight, get healthy, and be happy again. And he was happy with his other part of his life, but his health was not one of them. So after watching him for so long, and just laughing along with him, really, because his responses and re his reactions to the food were hilarious, I decided that I was going to give it a try. And of course, I got some weird looks, some are you sure's, and all of these things. And in the end, I said, yeah, I'm going to give it a try just until I lose the weight, because I was told that diabetes was about the weight. I was told that diabetes was about the weight. Now, I was told that by my doctors in the U.S., and I was told that by the doctors here. So it's not like it's like one, one um, continent versus the other. The European continent told me that, and the North American continent told me that. So, and they're both Western civilizations. It's about your weight. Okay, so if I lose weight... And you can hear this on the other on the other podcast. If you go back to um, how much does diabetes weigh that podcast, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. You don't. It's not a matter of weight. It's a matter of insulin resistance. It's a matter of your hormones not doing what they're supposed to do. We have damaged our bodies 
we have damaged our bodies through all of these uh, modified foods that would have been, you know, manna from heaven back in the day, but now they're just poison and we just keep doing it. And I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to scare anybody because that's not the point. The, the point is to make you aware of what we are doing. That's why I don't eat grains anymore. Really, I don't eat grains anymore because I'm following a plan. The plan is the ketogenic plan. I don't want to call it a diet because it's not necessarily a diet. It is a lifestyle. It's a plan for me so that way my body does not have to continue to go through those soured moments of, uh, of you know, uh, inflammation and, and, and horribleness that comes along with swollen, swollen joints and, and just... It, it's just so much, guys. I talk, I talk about this so much. I feel like I'm a broken record as far as what's what could be wrong with the body. But let me tell you, diabetics on keto, uh, one and two, they can do it. Diabetics are very much encouraged, not by their doctors mostly, but by the the ones who have been uh, who have been educated. Those ones have to eat a ketogenic diet. Let me tell you more about it after these messages. So type 1 diabetics must certainly do so with medical supervision, right? So you're you're cutting what is a first of all, what is a ketogenic diet? The ketogenic diet is a diet. I hate to call it a diet because <laughs> because it's a lifestyle. It's not just you know, a diet. It's something that you're doing to change your life. And if you consider it a diet, then you'll most likely quit after you point that you need to be. But a ketogenic diet is one of high fat, moderate proteins, and low carbs. So generally speaking, the ratios are 75% of your overall calories per day are fat. 20%, I'm saying generally speaking now, those of you who may be on a ketogenic diet or, or, or are living that life may say, well, that's not my, I'm talking generally. 20% of your daily caloric intake is protein 5% or your daily caloric intake is carbohydrates from non-starchy, non-sugar-laden gluten. And that means glucose, sucrose, fructose, lactose, filled foods. Okay. So all that being said, now, does that sound hard? Maybe because you have to do the math when it comes to that. Like, okay, what does that mean? Well, that's something for another day, but just to explain, that's, that's what I'm talking about here. Now, Type 1 diabetics must certainly pay attention and do and follow this plan with the supervision of the doctor because they are using insulin. They, they, they are on insulin. The body doesn't make insulin. They need the help from the insulin. So if you know anything about insulin, insulin is a hormone. And insulin takes the glucose that is floating in the body, in the cells, while well, it's well, flowing through the bloodstream, and it shoves it in the cells that are necessary to give energy. Cool. So if we cut the carbs, which create glucose, then the insulin has nothing to shove in the cells. Then are we not going to have any more energy? Actually, no. The answer to that question is no. And the reason why it's no is because we will have more energy, and the energy will come from the fat intake, the fat uptake that we consume. 
Now, there's fat that comes along from from exogenous, meaning outside you're eating it. You know, it's dietary fat. And then there's the fat from your own body that does its work too. So woohoo, your body is the, is utilizing the stored fat that's in your body to help you to have fuel because fat is fuel. Fat has actually nine calories uh, in energy more than, than, well, actually nine calories of energy, you know, as far as the energy levels go. That's how we consider it. Carbohydrates have four. Protein has four. But fat has a higher energy level. So you can use that and be satiated longer and give you more energy. So that way you can do what you need to do. Is this a commercial for keto? No, I'm just telling you what I had to do to get off of my diabetic stoop and into action. So what do you do? Well, type 1 diabetics, like I said, they have to watch out. They have to make sure that their insulin is always being monitored by their doctor. They may be on a pump, for example, and they can't just jump willy-nilly into such a way of eating. They have to notify the doctor so the doctor can adjust it accordingly. However, in time, you'll see that you'll need the insulin less and less and less because the blood sugars begin to regulate and due to the foods that are being eaten, you are no longer in a, an upset state. And as a matter of fact, you're satiated. They're not only nutrient-rich foods, but they also are not heavily glucose-laden. And as such, the doctor's supervision must be had to ensure that the blood sugars don't go too low while eating the superb diet. However, if the doctor fights you against this, the doctor is a consultant to your health. The doctor is not the be-all, end-all. God is the be-all, end-all. But the doctor is a consultant to your health. You have hired him to consult you. So keep that in mind. As a type 2 diabetic, which is more up my alley, medication and or insulin use, the result will be just as dramatic. And in time, all medications could be seized. As a type 2 diabetic for nine years, like I said, that's exactly what happened for me, okay? But if you're not sure about this and you're kind of wondering, ah, woman, you're just, you know, one of a million people that this has happened to and is proper and great, I'm applauding you. Well, then I suggest and I hope that you will look at not only Dr. Jason Fung's uh, videos that he posts, he's in ob- uh, obstetrics, obstetrics, that's no, that's uh, <laughs> obstetrics. That's a uh, that's a uh, um, word. What is that? Um, a word that is for nursing and and pregnant people. I mean obesity. He works with the obesity uh, uh, sector of people, and in that, he and Dr. Sarah Hallberg have all types of videos on YouTube. If you look up Dr. Sarah Hallberg TED Talk, you'll be amazed. Amazed. So back to what I was saying. Can you get rid of your diabetes? Well, if you go into some Facebook groups, you would <laughs> like I do. I've joined Facebook groups so that way I can help educate, but I find that it's like the people are so hopeless. Like they have no hope. They've not been given hope. And when you give them hope, they don't believe you. And I find that really sad. Or 
you come into a Facebook group where no, where nothing is being said except for spam as far as advertisements for this or advertisements for that. Follow this thing, and you can and you can get results. Follow this, and you know people don't want that. People want to know that they have a place that they can go that they can ask questions and get help. So I'm telling you why right now. You can check out Dr. Sarah Holberg's uh, uh, TED Talk on diabetes, reverse your diabetes, and I believe, oh my goodness, what is it? Starts with a V. Uh, Verda, Verda Health. They've created a they've created a program so that way you can help reverse your diabetes. Verda Health. Not only that, folks. If there is someone telling you that you can reverse your diabetes and not with some rubbing cream or all these gimmicks, you can reverse your diabetes with real food. Real food. Real food. I mean, I don't know how many times I can say it. Real food. We were given... We were, we were given at the beginning with Adam and Eve, we were given a certain amount of food and the food was made perfect because everything was perfect at the beginning. And then once upon a time, we decided that we were going to alter the food to maybe mass produce it or to make it more juicier, more tastier, more, more red, more blue, more whatever the color is, bigger, smaller, so that we didn't have indentation, so that was pleasing to the eye, the devil. And so all of these things we did to our food. And when we did this, we've altered the, the, the whole cellular structure. In altering the cellular structure, when we consume the food, believe it or not, we are altering our own cellular structure. I used to think, oh, yeah, 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 non-GMO, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then I learned more about it as a teenager. And I was like, wow, GMO is not the way to go. And all of these things that I was learning about, that's not the way to go. And wow, look, we're destroying things and we're not growing it back. I can go on, folks, but I think I've gone on too long. I just want to let you all know that there is a way to get rid of your diabetes. It's by eating a high-fat, moderate-protein, low-carb diet. That is the way, and it becomes a lifestyle. Because if you want to keep these things away... You need to make it a lifestyle and not just a diet that you're on for six weeks, seven weeks, until you get to your to your pretty stage. So I can tell you, I got to my pretty stage. And after I got to my pretty stage, I said, oh, I'm going to eat everything that I want again. So I jumped right back in. And you know what? I started feeling the inflammation again around my knuckles. I started feeling the mood, not mood swings, but I started feeling the headaches that came from too many carbs. Now, there's a way to come to bring yourself up to higher carbs safely. So that way you know your carbohydrate tolerance. But jumping right back in after you think that you've you've arrived, that doesn't work. You want to read more about, you want to know more about that? You can read my story. After the party is over, that you can find on theluckystove.com. After the party is over. And that's an article that I wrote, a blog post, if you will. Check it out. You can also email me, which I'm still waiting for, guys. I would love to hear your stories because I would love to feature you. And even if you don't want to tell your whole story, even if you don't want to be interviewed, the fact is that you have a story to tell and people need to hear it. And if they know that there is hope for them, help for them, then they are, they'll be more willing to do something for their lives, do something for their health. But if you're not willing to share, and I'm the only one that keeps on prattling on and on about this, I mean, how far are we going to get? 
knowledge is to be shared. If you ha- if you know something and I know something and we bring it together, you have the one, I have the one, we bring it together. Now we both have two and then we can share it with somebody else. And then, hey, we have the two, both of us, and then maybe they know something and they can share with us. And then we all have three. You see how that works? It's good math. On that note, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening to me here at Type 2 Take 2. Be sure to email us your stories, type 2 diabetes take 2 at gmail.com. Please don't forget that I, and hopefully, well, I care about you very much, and I want you to do more than just survive. Let's get yourself off of the couch. Let's, Let's get to the point where people don't have to help you to go up the stairs. Let's get you off of the medications. Let's just live. Thank you very much. The resources for Dr. Sarah Hallberg, I'll go ahead and set up a link in the show notes so that way you can click directly to it, as well as the uh, article that I wrote concerning after the party is over. If you have any questions, please let us know. I will link our, our, our email address as well. If you need any low-carb inspiration, just like I've said before, you can always go to our website, theluckystove.com. We have some recipes there that may tickle your fancy or your taste buds. So with that, have a wonderful day, and I will see or hear from you next time. Thank you very much for joining us at Type 2 Take 2. This is Danielle once again, just encouraging you to share your story. Don't forget to share your story. There are too many people out there who think that they are alone. And why not? Why not be the voice of reason? Why not be the voice of hope? The light that shines in the darkness. You can do it. I can do it. We can do it. Now keep in mind that we are not doctors and any interviewees that I have on the podcast are relaying their own story and experiences. Therefore, we are, like I said, we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. Be sure to always seek the supervision of your doctor anytime you make any uh, health changes concerning your medication and or eating pattern. Thank you very much once again for joining us at Type 2 Take 2. And we will hear from you and see you next time.